I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Here's our host, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio. This is Taylor Morgan, joined by my co host, Leah Murray. We are filling in for Boyd Matheson here on Inside Sources today. Welcome to hour number two of the show. Leah, it's been a wonderful show so far. So yeah. many great topics, so much happening nationally and especially here in Utah uh, with the legislature in session, day number three. I am again wearing a suit and tie all day, counting down the remaining 42 days. <laughs> now, let's pivot to, we've talked national, we've talked a lot of state and local. Let's pivot now and talk uh, global issues. Yeah, right? so a bunch of global economic elite gather in the Swiss Alps for the World Economic Forum and they were there to discuss climate change. Mm, sounds sounds nice. Like exactly the outfit you're wearing maybe might not be up to snuff, right? No. You would have needed a tuxedo. I can't afford a, a suit nice enough to go to that <laughs> meeting. So a speech by a Russian-British satirist about the climate and woke culture is going viral. So let's listen to a little bit of it. We are told that your generation cares more than any other about one issue in particular, and that issue is climate change. We're told that many of you suffer from climate anxiety. You wish to save the planet. And for tonight, and tonight only, I will join you. I will join you in worshipping at the feet of St. Greta of climate change. <laughs> Let us all accept right here, right now, that we are living through a climate emergency and our stocks of polar bears are running extremely low. So that is Konstantin Kissin. He's a satirist and a podcaster speaking during debate at the Oxford Union Society, speaking to young people. Yeah, there is this assumption and there is truth to it uh, that climate change is a top priority as an issue among uh, among younger generations in the United States. We actually know we have data that say clearly young voters in the U.S., whether Democrat, Republican, Libertarian, regardless of uh, conservatism or party affiliation, climate change is a huge, if not the number one issue uh, among the younger generation. Right. But what's interesting, Kissin talks about the example of China, which is a country they're not really thinking about climate change. 120 million people in China do not have enough food. I don't mean that they don't get dessert. I mean they suffer from malnutrition. That means that their immune system is breaking down because they don't have enough food. You're not going to get them to stay poor. 
Imagine you're Xi Jinping, the leader of China, and here you are, decades later, you have clawed your way up the bloody and greasy pole of Chinese politics to be the undisputed supreme leader of the very Communist Party that destroyed your family. And you know that the main thing you have to do to survive and to stay in power is to deliver the one thing that the people of China want, prosperity, economic growth. Where do you think climate change ranks on Xi Jinping's list of priorities? He's absolutely right. And I understand why this speech is going viral. Because Take a step back and just see the juxtaposition here. While these elites meet in their ivory tower at a five-star hotel in Switzerland, talking about climate change policy, mostly on theoretical terms. Here we have uh, Kassin, or Constantine Kissin is his name. He is giving this speech uh, at the Oxford Union Society in England while these elites are eating their dessert in a fancy ballroom somewhere. The contrast is important, and and he's he's not wrong in what he's saying about China and the poor. Right, and like speaking to the youth, right? So he says... Innovation is the key to clean energy and solving our problems. You are not going to get these people to stay poor. You're not even going to get them to not want to be richer. And so I put it to you, ladies and gentlemen, there is only one thing we can do in this country to stop climate change. And that is to make scientific and technological breakthroughs that will create the clean energy that is not only clean, but also cheap. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear-gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Right. So industry is going to happen. China's going to move, right? They're going to have to do that stuff to be prosperous. So if we're going to fix this, we need innovation. And Constantine says it's going to be a problem. And the only thing that wokeness has to offer in exchange is to brainwash bright young minds like you to believe that you are victims to believe that you have no agency, to believe that what you must do to improve the world is to complain, is to protest, is to throw soup on paintings. And we on this side of the house are not on this side of the house because we do not wish to improve the world. We sit on this side of the house because we know that the way to improve the world is to work, is to create, it is to build. And the problem with woke culture is that it's trained too many young minds like yours to forget about that. All right. So before you okay, I, off, you're, you're <laughs> chomping it a bit here, <laughs> a Leah. Bit. Go so for it. I'm with him, with him, with him, and I do think 
as someone who also speaks to youth all the time, right? And what I'm always saying to my students is you can solve it, right? You can create the initiatives that will solve this and take all of the power that you have and all of your indignation and work to change it. I guess I just don't like the um, it's like wokeness is the problem, right? So yeah, the idea it's, that it's, somehow, he makes the, the woke yeah, culture go. a bit of a boogeyman. And I think right. that there is some truth to that. And, and what he is saying appeals to me because I, I come at things from a, a conservative uh, point of view, especially uh, when it comes to the economy. With climate change, here in the United States, we are seeing more and more and more conservatives and Republican elected officials take on the issue of climate change as a very important one. Our own Congressman John Curtis has made this a top issue. Right. He's doing it in a constructive, in a productive way, I think. The the woke culture, I believe, what uh, Constantine Kissin is trying to get out here is that if we resort to canceling anything in outrage rather than uh, confronting and engaging with and improving it, that's the lazy way out. That Look, I I am a white, straight uh, man in Utah, a member of the predominant faith. Not a lot of uh, hate speech or uh, controversy is directed at me. I recognize that. At the same time, I believe more speech, more transparency is the solution to bad speech. When it comes to the climate, we need innovation more ideas, more solutions. We can't solve climate change simply through conservation and stifling uh, prosperity and economic growth. Right. But do you actually lay at the feet of social justice, so I'll use that phrase instead of wokeness, um, that the reason why we are not being innovative is that we have victimized and brainwashed people to think the only way they contribute is to complain. Like I just – so that's why I'm – like I'm with you completely. And have you ever had innovative. a neighbor buy a Prius and judge you for the rest of the time you live close to them, Leah? The, the, the morally superior right, – Right. So young people have been victimized and brainwashed through the judgment of someone who owns a Prius. Well, So I guess that's my point. Right? We, are, we are judging one another. We are – Climate change is one issue where it has become a political football. Uh, it is a topic uh, that that makes some feel morally superior than others. And yeah, this cancel culture wokeness gets into that and makes it that the youth won't be innovative. That's where I lose. Yes, it. does that make need, sense? We need no, solutions <laughs> and innovation. Yeah, but it's not the Prius's fault. It is always the Prius's fault. It's Prius's fault. All right. So coming up after the break, we will discuss occupational licensing. Some states are welcoming universal reform. Where does Utah stand? Find out next. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. 